When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Not Without My Sister. And Beatrice, welcome back to the United States of America. Thanks, Rosemary. Good to be here. Did you get a nice welcome back from the customs guys? You know, when you go through immigration, as long as they go, welcome to the United States or whatever. No, I did. I did. Um, no, I did in Ireland. I did immigration in Ireland. Oh, well, when I came home to Ireland the last time, the guy at Passport didn't say welcome home. And I gave out to him. I was like, are you not supposed to say welcome home? And he went, ah, welcome home. <laughs> you are they get supposed to say welcome Americans. home? No, no, they just do sometimes. It's nice. I wanted them to. I, you're very risky joking with these lads, any of them. Oh, you, yeah, but you can totally joke with the Irish ones. Can't joke with the American ones at all. I've learned the hard way. To never let it get that far. Okay, look. I'll tell you that at any point traveling with four kids after however many hours, 11 hours, I was, there wasn't a joke to be found in my repertoire. I'd say that would actually have been very peaceful for your children. Well, I found I just got real crotchety. I was like, come on, keep moving, keep moving. Like they do, they just stop at the most ridiculous, like mainly at customs when you know you're moving past and your man's down there in front of you with like federal officer on his, emblazoned on his chest strip. And he's he's like, look up, look left, stand on the two feet on the ground and you're standing on them. And then the kids oh, were yeah. like standing half on, pushing each other. Please come back. Not even please. Step back on the feet, sir. He's like calling the five-year-old oh, sir, you know. God. And I'm like, get over here. Get over here. Don't go over there. Come back over here. I was honestly like a bit of a maniac at that point. Uh, no, I don't think anybody would blame you at that point. And also, like I've seen you with those kids. You're incredibly nice to them. So I think at the point at which you think you're being too cross, you're actually just being what everybody else is like at the airport with their kids. It's well, see, it wasn't it wasn't an auspicious beginning, the return. Now, the return leg of the flight was not auspicious because we got through. I was honestly like, this is heaven. I was actually hell because I went to bed at whatever, one thirty, and dad goes you'll be up in three hours and 22 minutes. And I was like, what? Like, why do you have me sitting here having a glass of wine then at 1.30 when I have to get up at five o'clock, which is not the earliest, you know, hour in the world, but it's like, then you need to go to bed at 11. You know why he was giving you a glass of wine at 1am? 
Because he's a saboteur. He is a saboteur. I agree with you. I had gone out for dinner with my friend and I came back and I was like, oh, loving on mom, dad, all dotes. And, and Linda stayed for a while and she was chatting. So we were all just chatting and reminiscing. And then dad goes, well, in three hours and 33 minutes, you'll be in a taxi. I was like, what? I won't be cuddled up in bed by my, like warm and cozy. So, so I was like, sorry, Linda, you're going to have to go. <laughs> Poor Linda was very <laughs> unceremoniously no, ushered out the door. Totally fair enough. Well, she looked horrified as well. She's probably like, I'll be having a lion. <laughs> Got to the airport. Oh, yeah. Got out in the taxi. Got to the airport. Was feeling rather bleary and just generally wrecked. The kids were impossible to get out of bed. But once they got in the taxi, then very, they were having real civilized conversations in the back of the car. And I was like, this is the life Ooh. now. I know. Then we got to, then we got to the airport, went up to, checked, you know, went up the escalators, checked through, um, what's security. it called? Security. Yeah, security. And then went into the duty free and I said, kids, I've got 150 yo-yos to burn in me pocket. What will we buy? And they were all like, they're all running around picking up things. And then I went looking for the aforementioned 150 euro and realized I had no wallet in my bag. So then they were all sitting on the ground. And I was like, kids, where is my wallet? And they were like, it's mom, mom, can I buy this? Can I, can I get these Maltesers? And I was like, no, no, like I have no money. Meanwhile, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, I received a flurry of text messages. I was obviously fast asleep. Up, oh like, yeah, I know you were. It was five hours before, you know, like five hours behind. And I got a series of messages going, wake up, wake up. Somebody answer the phone on the farm. <laughs> I don't have my wallet. Wake up. Well, I was texting mom and dad. I was calling them. Then I was like, I'm going to have to call Rosemary because I'm her emergency contact, but you weren't answering me. And I didn't have my, uh, I didn't have my roaming on, you know, obviously because I'm in Ireland, right? So was, that's why I was the WhatsApp. Then I was like, I'm going to have to turn roaming on. Uh, finally, dad answers the phone, right? Hello, what's what's going on? I said, oh no, actually a very, a very, very nice woman walked by and said, I hear you, which is really embarrassing. I heard what you said about having no money. Would you like, do you need me to lend you some money? Oh. I, you're here with the kids and absolutely give That's you a hand so now. nice of her so nice but actually the money wasn't the big problem I had just twigged that my green card was also in the in the wallet and I was like oh my that god that is a big problem and I had gone out the night before with just the wallet so now I was like the wallet could be anywhere the wallet could be in Linda's car the wallet could be down <laughs> oh the side of the god. couch I was sitting on the wallet could be beside that glass of wine I abandoned at 132 so I so finally dad answers what is it I said don't have my wallet ah jesus because your mother and dad. I will look for it. Your mother and I will look for it. Your mother's just in the bathroom. She's just getting out of bed. I'm like, just look for it. Right. So, <laughs> so they're looking for it. But I went back around to security and I said, listen, sorry, don't have my wallet, blah, blah, blah. And they were so nice because I thought I told it was going to be like New York. Like, sorry, ma'am, you're going to prison. You know, <laughs> instead, instead they were like, well, if whoever comes up. Well, I mean, they've pulled me into the I secret know, more room less, before and yeah. like grilled me, you know, where are you really going home? Anyway, um, they said like, if you, if you, if you, they come up to the, just to the, to the main door and they ask for you, well, then we'll pass you in the wallet. And I was like, oh, thank God. Right. Then mom, then I called dad again. 
have you found the wallet? Yeah, we can't find it anywhere. Where, where do you think you left it? I'm like, if I knew! Because when your mother's just finishing up her piece of toast, right? I was like, I can't. Why the fuck is she having a piece of toast? I'm here, Listen, like, on the verge of tears. Sometimes mom gets lightheaded if she's very hungry. So maybe the stress had really got to her and she needed a piece of toast. I couldn't believe it. And then the kids were like, can I buy this? Can I... Why are you? I'm boiling. I need to go to the toilet. And then I was like, suddenly going, Jesus, Bo's backpack actually weighs a ton. I said, Bo, please have a look in your backpack for my wallet. This wallet, mom? We were all, it was ridiculous. We were so happy. We were like the Brady Bunch. Yay! We were all like, yay! And then Nash goes, and then Nash goes, mom, walk really fast past the security guard and don't make eye contact because this is so embarrassing because he's 12, right? Don't say a word. So I don't know what's uh, clearly I'm 12 too. I went, okay. And we slunk back out <laughs> towards the duty free. <laughs> but at that point, the whole thing was ruined because we'd arrived in tons of time to have coffee, to go shopping, and we had to go straight to pre clearance. Oh, and then, like, course. just wait for the plane. And, and then there's nothing after pre clearance. Well, so there's the lounge, nothing else. Yeah. I was so okay. looking forward to like just spending and I still had I have the fucking 140 euro in my wallet listen I'll take that off your hands next time I go home so that was obviously the low point of your trip but tell no. us oh, oh no it wasn't oh, oh god <laughs> the low point of my trip was also the high point was going on the Viking splash tour which was great I would highly recommend it to anybody who likes Dublin laughter Vikings Viking helmets water history Dublin you said Dublin already, but very good. Oh, and roaring at passers-bys, which the kids loved, right? I do actually enjoy that, yeah. But we went on the Friday morning, well, Friday morning last week, which was miserable, freezing, lashed rain. And so, and we, of course, like, I mean, I'm not very organized and like, I'm never to be found with an umbrella when I need one. So we're all there. Like, I didn't even even have a coat on, neither did Nash. It was freezing oh. cold. And there was water just sluicing in the side of the Viking boat bus. Anyway, the actual trip tour was great. And then we went over to our cousin's house and we had a lovely afternoon and about nine o'clock she said, I'm going to drive you back home. And dad called and said, watch out, there are a couple of floods on the road. Well, okay. he could have called at 6 p.m. I was just about that. to say that might have been a bit helpful to tell you a bit earlier in the evening. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was still raining at this point, wasn't it? It was still raining. So when we got home, okay. we got towards the house, we went through a couple of floods Roseanne tried to drive down the side of the road into the ditch many of the time. And I was like, please oh. drive in the middle of the road. Please drive in the middle of the road where at least, you know, you're going to have the least water luggage. Yeah. It's a desperate word. And sure. so anyway, we went through one very uh, nerve wracking flood. Should have heard that afterwards. Pretty sure I could have driven through any of those floods. Could you? Great. Thanks. That's really useful now. But you didn't. So we got to the bottom of our road and there was a ta- pitch black. There was a taxi stuck in an absolutely massive flood. And it was like something out of a horror movie. I was expecting, what's his name? Ghostface to jump out of the hedge at me. It's from Scream. It's nearly, it's nearly oh, Halloween. Yeah. I sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. But I, I was just thinking more, when you said there's a massive flood, I was thinking of Kevin Costner in Waterworld. So sorry, not the same reference. <laughs> <laughs> so we were sitting there and we were like, and, and you know, the cousins were going, we'll go around, we'll find another route. And I was like, there is no other route. I said, well, well, I, and then Roseanne was going I think that guy's just waiting for a fare I was like no no like he's definitely stuck in the water so she's like I think he's just waiting for someone to come out I'm like no no he's up to his hookups in he's waiting in, water. in a puddle in the middle yes. of nowhere in Kildare for yes. a fare yes not so a long story moment, short I would say. 
long story short, long story, long story short, I then called dad and said, dad, if you come to the other side of the puddle of the flood, I will walk through. So we, so it was like, I don't even know what it was like some horror movie, except that like on the other side, instead of, you know, it's like that movie 65 that I watched on the plane where I was about to say mini driver, Adam driver finds himself crash landed crash out this movie now even nash goes this movie mom he slept for half and then he goes i feel like i missed nothing Um, oh was it very bad he crash lands on earth 65 million years ago with loads of dinosaurs now it was it was more bad because there wasn't a lot of like anything that happened just except for dinosaur scares but not to say that i didn't jump in my seat several times right i believe it yeah but it was a bit like that you know one bad thing would happen and you'd go thank god still alive and his clothes still look relatively kempt and then you know he'd come out on a craggy outcropping and be faced with a t-rex so at least on the other side of this puddle there was a comfortable car with heating you I'm know i'm looking this up and right s- now this sounds right up my street oh well, that's what i thought i was like this is going to be brilliant but it wasn't it went on too long and there was a kid oh. in it i just you know i was like bye bye go baz off kid and like i don't know it was it could have been fantastic 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not great. Yeah. Tell you what I watched, which was excellent. Cocaine Bear. Now, that was good. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Sorry. This is the episode is about what happened when you went to Ireland. So you made oh, yeah. it through the puddle anyway. Well, we made it through the puddle, but the kids, well, Nash loved it. This is exhilarating. He was doing a, a, a YouTube TikTok video. I know. I'm he moving. was doing a great like Bear yeah. Grylls impression. Yeah. You guys, yeah. you guys, this water yeah. is there's so much water. We are in a literal flood. Yeah, yeah. I am so, so cold. Bye, guys. Bye, Roseanne. Thanks for dinner. I'm not cold. <laughs> also, Mom, this is probably full of sheep poop. That was my oh, favorite part. Oh, yes. He's <laughs> probably right. We were all wearing our shoes and everything. It was up to like past my knee. Oh. It was disgraceful. And then I looked over. It was a bit like a horror movie because then I looked to my right slowly, like in the dark, you know, by the light of the moon, over to the right to the field. And the, the water over the hedge in the field was a good two feet higher and I was like oh my god if that hedge suddenly got obliterated by a t-rex I'd drown uh, okay I don't think you'd quite drown but yeah you'd be wetter I'd be drowned I'd be swept into a ditch which according to dad is about 18 inches deep and I'd, be, I'd drown anyway so I had to go through it twice to give bring the younger kids on my back and poor chance kept just screaming <laughs> really loudly in the quiet Irish countryside I'm gonna die I'm gonna die tonight <laughs> We shouldn't laugh because that, I mean, if he really believed he was going to die, that could be quite traumatic. Oh, no, I actually felt really bad from him. I can laugh now because we're all grand. He was absolutely traumatized. But anyway, then we all got home and he was immediately handed his iPad and he was grand. They put on, they had a bath, they put on hot socks and they were grand. Hot socks. Yeah, and they were all grand then. And then they were all telling everybody. Now, I think that was the story that's gone around the school. Not like we went to saw the Lavery exhibition, the National Gallery, or we went to the National History Museum was, I was in a flood. I nearly got swept away. Oh, and Nash says to me, Mom, I know you always say you'd do anything for your kids, but I really believe you now. I think like I honestly went up 0.5 of a point in his estimation. Well, that almost would have been worth planting the flood yourself. 
for that That's what response. dad said. And somehow it wasn't. It was so cold. I was so freezing afterwards. Listen, Beatrice, I know well. Do you remember that time oh. I posed for that naked photo on the bull wall for like six <laughs> hours in the nude? I'd say it was just like that. Do you remember I came home? I could not get the heat into me. I've never been so cold in my life. <gasps> I didn't know that you were cold. <laughs> Are you joking? I got I came home and got into bed with with you and Ben. Do you not remember that? Oh, oh God. I, I do was so remember that. Freezing. Yeah, I was literally like, this is not ideal, but I'm going to have to do it. Because mum and dad were Ben was probably like, uh, this is what happens in France, but not in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, you went home to Ireland. You went to the library exhibition. I don't really care about any of that. I mean, sorry, just to clarify for, for any... Sorry, just to clarify for anybody who thinks that there's something kinky going on, I guarantee you were wearing some kind of like fluffy, full-on jumpsuit onesie. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I'd come home, I'd put on about six pairs of pyjamas and ten pairs of fluffy socks, and then I'd get into bed with the two of you to try and absorb some of your warmth. So there was nothing weird. That? Well, it, I mean, you it see, was that weird, removes, but nothing That really removes weird. the sexy kink. I don't I mean, think there was any... Okay. Unless you're into PJs and fluffy socks. Okay. I mean, I'd say there are people out there who are. I mean, I was reading about financial domination today, so there truly is a kink for everybody. What's financial domination? Where people have OnlyFans where they basically get paid money to insult people. So, yeah, I know, Beatrice, the dream. So basically, somebody will pay them $50 and they'll be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And then they'll hang up on them or whatever, like in a chat, and it's called Findom. And it's basically like... They dominate you by taking your money and then insulting you or something? I don't really know. I obviously just read the top line. Anyway, you'd be good at that, except you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, you absolute piece of crap. No offense. <laughs> no, I'd be like, you piece of shit. Oh my God, $120. That's a lot. I'm like, that's very generous. Anyway, what I really want to know is, what did you eat? Did you eat anything delicious while you were home? Tell me. Yes, we went to Brother Hubbard a couple of times. Oh, did you? No, you never we didn't. mentioned that. No, what? we didn't. Of course, we didn't. I'm just trying to annoy you. Didn't. No, I was with the kids. Oh, we went to McDonald's. Oh, did you did you have any nice baked goods? Did you go to Bread Forty One? No, Rosemary. We were only oh. in town two days. The kids Mom said were you horrified. managed to go pennies about seven times. Three times. <laughs> Once one of those times was specifically for you. Oh, you're the best. Yeah, and poor Fox, poor all of them. I managed to buy two left shoes for Fox in pennies and had to go back and return them. I was like, this is like Mr. Bean. <sighs> well, listen, except Mr. Bean was never like in a foreign country with four kids going shopping. Like, like do you know what I mean? That's and not you being a gobber. I'd lose the will to live as well because I, I filled up, I kept filling up those stupid clunking pennies oh, baskets. Big, yeah. They're real annoying. I kept they're filling really them up with They're really hard to carry, like, yeah. Yeah, with stuff for the kids. Nash loved it. Well, oh, pennies is extremely good. I love all these clothes. It's really easy to get really cool clothes here in pennies. I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> then the women's <laughs> section was not that good at this time, I thought. Lots of good home stuff, though. But I, I was filling up with crap. Like, if I, had to, if I had to empty my entire basket at least twice because I was like full of candles. And stuff. I'm like, put them back. Put them back. You, know? you did come home with at least three candles that I saw you unpacking the other day. Two. Two. Oh, <laughs> I had about nice. 18. I had about 18. <laughs> I had about like 17 bed covers. I'm like, put them fucking back. You should, mom, of course, everything you put in the basket, mom's like, do you need that? Oh, I know. She's, get, a, she's a real Debbie Downer when it comes to shopping. She needs can to you just not get that home. in Fort Wayne? No, you actually can't, mom. Or no, if you, really you can, can't. it's different. Um, <laughs> 
what well like was there anything somebody asked on our patreon was there anything that shocked you or like was there anything that had changed that you were very surprised by Rosemary, i haven't even managed to answer the previous question we had a delicious meal oh sorry a i only deli- heard about the baked goods you didn't go for any we had a delicious lunch in Avoca and the kids had lovely oh, cakes. Yeah. Loved that. Now, unfortunately, the Egg Cafe is closed and doesn't look like it's reopening anytime soon. But we did also go for a delicious lunch in the Dewdrop in... Oh, yeah. That's very nice. In Kill, was it? Kill, Kill? In Kill, yeah. And I had delicious soup and a delicious chicken sandwich thing, which was scrumplicious. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. That's that's where, so they used to have a nightclub attached to that and that's the nightclub that I went to one night for somebody's birthday and it was right after I'd been dumped by, um, what's his name in my book, Tommy. And myself and Emma went really early because we were like, we're going to have to have a few extra drinks, right? So by the time we went in, I think it was Joanne's birthday, by the time we went in, we were both locked. And I basically just spent the whole night, whenever Tommy looked my way, I stormed off in the opposite direction. Like I was like, I'm just going over here to dance. I fell over on the dance floor approximately four times. I was wearing my really pointy toe stiletto boots and I kept sliding off the end of the heel. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> just immediately hopped back up again. And then at the end of the night, I don't know how, Emma and I had a huge fight. So when dad came to pick us up, we were both sitting on the little stone wall outside the dewdrop crying. And then we both sat in the back of the car crying and holding hands. <laughs> So you thought that whole time I was laughing at this story, but I was laughing because I suddenly remembered what else happened in that nightclub. What was it called? Uh, Nighthawks, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I think that well, was Nighthawks. Then then uh, the Johnstown Inn was the Sound House. Well, I remember I came back from wherever I lived, probably Paris at the time. 
And I went there with you one night and I was like, I am just way that too cool. That was the sound house. Oh, turns totally out I place. wasn't at all too cool for it. I had a great night. <laughs> and then you and I went home to this guy's house in Nace who said he was going to have a party. I was a designated driver. I was fully sober. Do you remember this? Absolutely. And I, drove... I was fully sober and I believed a man when he was like, there's a party back in my house. Well, I mean, What's he invited loads of people. We were all going back. And it you was just, sat in a... Wasn't it just me, you and my two mates who ended up there? Yeah, but he said that he had other oh, friends yeah, yeah. coming. Okay, Do you yeah. remember? I think he had another Liar. guy friend there. Did he not? Mm, I don't know. You wouldn't remember because you had your head hung out the back window <sighs> with a plastic bag, two plastic bag handles hung around each That's one of a your suffocation ears. hazard. <laughs> oh my god, how bad would you have felt if I'd suffocated to death? And you're like, sorry, mom and dad. I know I was supervising, but I actually like shoved a plastic bag around her mouth. I just remember your head out the back window with the plastic bag blowing in the wind generated from the car and you crying like (laughs) I felt awful and then do you remember after we'd escaped that guy's house we came back to our house and you forced me to drink an Alka-Seltzer and then I projectile vomited across the kitchen onto poor Anita You couldn't not look like you could have not pointed your head in a different direction. That was really mean of you. It was very unexpected. If your older sister is like, drink this, it'll make you feel better. You don't think it's going to make you projectile vomit, do you? I I bet it did make you feel better. I bet it did make you feel better though, did it? The projectile vomit did because I got some of the alcohol out of my system. Exactly. It didn't make Anita feel better. Bless her. Not a very good sister in fairness. Like, oh, my sister is barfing in the back of the car. Yes, well, I'll go back to this guy's house for a party. What I well, I mean, you were keen on it, but like, what I actually should have said was, "Sorry, my sister needs to be taken home and put to bed." Exactly, exactly. You were keen on it, Beatrice. As we know now in twenty twenty three, I was in no position to be making any decisions or saying what I was keen on or not keen on. I was absolutely out of my head, trolleyed, pie eyed. Rosemary, I couldn't have stripped you of your agency like that. You would have been, you would have been raging. You were full of things like that at the time. Stripped agency, etc. I was didn't know anything about agency back then. That's only in the two thousands. Anyway, you went to the Dewdrop for a lunch. That was yummy. Where else did you go? Yeah, it was very grown up, all these things. We went to, um, where else did we go? We went to Avoca a few times. Milano. Oh, yeah, we went to Milano on Dame Street, was it? No, not Dame Street. Where did we, where's that? Uh, Suffolk Street. No, it's not Suffolk Street. It's the one where Hodges Fidges used to be, Hodges Fidges, Waterstones. Oh, one. Dawson Street. Dawson Street, exactly. We were going to go to Carluccio's, but there was a line out the door, and I was like, a line? I don't think so. Yeah, I think Milano's probably better for kids than Carluccio's yeah. anyway. It was just with the kids, yeah. Actually, Milano's was empty, but it was also, I said to mom, we go for lunch because we were about to, we got off the, we we drove to the Red Cow, got the Lewis, the bus, walked into town, you know, walked around town and and mom's like, well, now we'll go. I was like, now we'll go for lunch because otherwise we'll go anywhere. Like we were going to go to the National Gallery and to the National History Museum and they're both not close to like easy coffee shops, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, we, we will get in the door. And one of these, these kids eat their lunch at 11 a.m., you know, in school. Yeah, yeah. So mom's like, it's... You have to keep them fed or they just get very yeah. hangry. Yeah, mom's like, lunch at 12.50. I was like, yeah, mom. Like, yeah. You, Did she you literally need to give them something to eat every two hours. Did she eat her lunch? Yes, she didn't, I didn't see her cocking her nose did. up at this delicious pizza. Of she, she did. Yeah, they loved it. So that was great. And um, what else did we do? Well, we had mom and dad's 50th anniversary party. Sorry, you weren't oh, there. Yeah. missed. It flew by in the blink of an eye. Mom was an absolute stress heap all day. Oh. Yeah, I said to her in the morning, um, what time did you, I said, should we start cleaning up a little bit, like reorganize? Because I'd said, like, I'll tidy up this room and I'll tidy up. Like, we're crying. 
lunch. We're absolutely grand. Nobody's coming for four or five hours. It was starting at four o'clock, you know. Nobody's coming for a couple of hours. We're grand. Next thing you know, I'm not even joking, like eight minutes later, eight minutes, 12 minutes later, she's on her hands and knees in the fireplace, like scrubbing <laughs> out the side of the fire. And I go, what are you doing? I said, what are you doing there, mom? Well, somebody's got to start tidying up before this party starts. I was like, you're actually cracked. She's actually cracked. <laughs> and then afterwards she goes, I'm never having a party again. That was so stressful. I think that's where you get it, Rosemary. She's more sociable than I am from the get-go, I think. No, she's not. When we went to your, when I went to your baby's party last week and you had more friends than I have after seven You're years. You're going to be going was, on about this forever now. No, I was just so happy for you. Rage. You don't look... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I would just like to point out at least 50% of the people at that party were from the book club that I have invited you to and tried to get you to come to three times now. No, thanks. I might, I might pop in once, but like I need to be, I need to already have read the book. Pop you know? in, I might pop in. Yeah, I can't Are you fucking like Victoria Beckham at a, fa- at a fan event? <laughs> might pop no, in. No, do you know what? Um, Linda's mom was talking about a music thing that she joined, like a choir that she joined. It's called the No Commitments Choir. And you basically can get you turn set up one whenever up in you Fort like. Wayne. Amazing. Perfect, Perfect. Americans wouldn't like that though. I would love it. Who cares about the Americans? They can come every week. I'll just pop it. But she also you need like somebody who can play the piano and somebody who can con- conduct and somebody who can make up the harmonies. So I I feel like I could conduct. I was in a choir for a while. Oh, maybe I you did could. A, well, I did a one day conducting masterclass. Did you? Yeah, well, I, I was just about to say conduction, so maybe I need to bone up on my conducting. Have you seen that movie Tar? With Kate Blanchett? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Is it, it good? seems a bit... I haven't watched it. It seems a bit... Rosemary, I was watching Cocaine Bear. Okay, no, 65. we don't want to talk about your films anymore. What no, no, has no. changed in Ireland? No, no, I want to tell you what else I watched. Um, I watched something with... Um, Tom Cruise and I was like I'm definitely getting old because I could find him more attractive than I ever like and I always found him like fright I'm like he's just such a good actor he's got such a good like I'm so glad he didn't get his nose fixed I'm like what are these thoughts I'm even having they're so stupid well I watched um Top Gun for the first time ever a couple of months ago and I really he's very attractive in Top Gun and I was also like why did he change his teeth his teeth were lovely he had really cute little teeth oh no he had really bad teeth Way back when, they were if you look cuter, at those pictures. Like, no, no, no. they were. Bef- th- this was the first round of fixing that you're admiring. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have gone any further than that. Yeah, I agree. I actually spent at least 15 minutes yesterday evening Googling Tom Cruise's teeth. And apparently they call it, they they talk about Tom Cruise's middle tooth because his That's exactly what I'm talking center. about. His, his, <laughs> yeah, his his middle tooth was cute, the way that kind of stuck out. Like, like he yeah. should have even like got them fixed, but leave that a little bit because it gave him character. Oh, I but know actually, what I, I saw a picture of him on the red carpet yesterday and he looked very much like a potato that had been in the microwave and then forgotten. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Didn't look oh, great. I mean, to be fair, I'd probably still eat that potato. Oh, 100% <laughs> yes. Well, Same. I watched Minority Report. That was the other one. I And then it's only ever at the end, you know me. I'm like, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> That's Two actually a good film. Two and a half hours. That's oh, a very film. good. Two hours and 40 minutes. But in that movie... Then I saw on the red carpet for Minority Report. So after, because I was literally like, his teeth are just so nice. And then after that movie, he was on the red carpet with oh, braces. Veneers. That's when he fucked it up. No, he had braces on. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, poor Tom's actually very brave to get braces as an adult. So I commend him. 
Yeah, yeah. It must yeah. be I mean, hard. Do you know what? Like, he has to live with those teeth and that, those billions of dollars. I don't. So, like, it must be difficult for him. What has changed about Ireland? What What shocked you? Nothing. I mean, nothing shocked me. I'm sure people be like, loads of things changed. Nothing shocked me. It didn't really feel very different. I just was more struck by the differences between there and here are like that people, people's lives are more difficult, I think. In Ireland? In term, well, like not, it could be in New York, in anywhere, but then in Fort Wayne, like you have to do a lot. You have to put yourself out a lot more to get anywhere. You have to sit oh, in a lot yeah. of traffic. You have to go on a lot of public transport. And not that you have to, but people are a lot more civic minded and a lot more, um, a lot more, have a lot more social awareness. They're much more into like recycling and having smaller cars. And they're much more about oh, like, yeah. the good of the planet and the good of, you know, the society than the conversations that you hear in America in general, I suppose, because yeah, everybody yeah. here wants a bigger car. And not to say that I didn't see quite a few bigger cars and trucks, but like, not by any stretch of the imagination what you see over here. And every parking space is minute. So even if oh, you have one yeah. of those trucks, oh, yeah, I know. God bless you, like you're not going to be able to park it anywhere. You know, I know. I'd, I'd say as well, like you can't, like if you go down certain country roads, you just have so much hassle because you're going to have to oh. end up reversing up half of them. Sorry. I was in mom's car, whatever it is, the Kia, the tiny car. Oh, tiny, yeah. And like, there were a couple of moments where I was like, we're not going to fit past this other tiny car. These two tiny cars are going to have a crash. These two tiny cars did not have a crash, but like, it's a miracle. You know, these roads are tiny. Yeah, there's no way that like these two big, two big Tahoes would be passing that road. They'd just be like, I'll just, guess I'll just wait here until it's, there's no traffic at all. And then I'll drive along the road. Yeah, a woman I know actually in Fort Wayne went to Ireland, uh, I think the year before last with her kids and her husband and their in-laws and stuff and I remember asking her like how did you find the roads and she was like oh my god I thought we were going to die so many times the roads are just so narrow I was like yeah I know I do think that it was lovely like there were so many places I passed that you could hear music coming out of them you know like live music being played and not just in town but you know in small like in wherever in Rathcool in Kill etc um a lot of people smoking which I found strange oh. like a huge amount I felt I found it hard to walk around in Dublin and not feel like there was smoke blowing in my face at any given time. And that oh, was... Oh, that's interesting. Because I... That was weird. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't have occurred to me, but I did think the other day, God, nobody smokes anymore. But that must actually just be here then. Or just because you don't see people outside really here, though. Yeah, either. that's part... I mean, yeah, I did wonder, like, if the same number of people... But there's so many people as well, by comparison. And anywhere. Yeah. You know, in any... It's just also like even buildings are smaller, shops are smaller. It made me think though about like the usage of square foot footage in stores, you know, that like, mm -hmm. I think here there's a, it's hard to lease anything that is not. Yeah. Under yeah. Certain a certain minimum. Square, yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking like, you'd probably, you know, are there different ways to think about it? Could you partner with somebody else and open a store that has like two stores within the one space? Cause like certainly Ireland shows you like the chemists, whatever, that you do not need a huge amount of space to offer all the same stuff. It's still the same offering. It's just shown much more like compactly. Yeah, but I do wonder like if say if you opened up a shop in Fort Wayne where you were like, you know what, I'm going to rent this place that's really cheap that nobody else is renting because it's quite small and I'm going to put X, Y, Z. Would people go in or would they be like, oh, that's real pokey? You know what I mean? Like I'm not going in like there, they'd but I'm go going in. to the place. I don't think it's off-putting. It's more just, there's a lot more efficiency. That's actually the term that I was, Yeah, I kept thinking about in Europe. Like, and it's not just in Ireland, but in France, anywhere. There's a lot more economy, like 
efficiency of space, of resources, of it's just not something that is in any way top of mind or even probably middle of mind here, you know, for no. I think this there obviously there are pockets, like there are certain cities that are known as being more, you know, eco-friendly, like um Seattle or kind of more of those um yeah, Portland, northwest, yeah. northwestern kind of towns where they're more um conscientious. But like Europeans just have that mindset. Not everybody, obviously. But it just comes across as much more of a priority, like a national priority, you know? Mm. That's interesting. So did you feel like, because you know when you haven't been home in ages or something, I feel like you kind of build it up. Did you feel in any way like it was like not what you thought it was going to be? Or was there anything that you were hoping to do that you didn't do or that you were expecting to happen that didn't, you know what I mean? Oh, no, I was hoping to go to Kilkenny. I think like as usual, I was planning too many things, you know, and then I was like, yeah. I don't want to go back. Absolutely wrecked. But I was trying to very much as well because the four kids are half Irish, but don't, you know, aren't familiar with Ireland in the same way. And Nash has been, that's, this was his second time because he couldn't go last time because he was in school. This oh, yeah. was his third time, but like they've just been such little kids before when they yeah, went. Yeah, I'm this sure they of, don't remember it. I mean, even Fox this time is only five, you know, so it's like there's there's kind of not a, a pressure, but I feel like a real desire to show them Ireland. And then at the same yeah. time, like at that age, in a way, they, they're much more engaged by people. So they all loved meeting their cousins and their aunts and uncles, you know, and they oh, all loved nice. the park in Belgrave Square. Like that was probably their highlight, you know. Yeah. Whereas I was going like, we'll go to Galway and we'll go to Kilkenny. I was like, that's like, they're not interested in they'd probably be interested in like the cliffs of more the burn etc yeah you know? or like the, the giant's causeway yeah but they're yeah, not interested like, in seeing the country in the same no, way or, or a castle cool. or so i was kind yeah. of like maybe i need to think about it differently like those holidays are maybe for when they're a little bit older you know but yeah. when you have the four of them like it's not so much about like they are also on holiday and they don't want to be doing something every single day they also want to have yeah. a day where they just do nothing because they're on yeah. their holidays and and being in the house of granny and grandpa for them is not doing nothing it's being with granny and grandpa who they're not yeah. normally with you know so yeah I think that was it it's more like how do you it was hard to kind of reconcile because after six years I was like I want to go here and I want to go there and I want to see this and I want to it's probably went to pennies twice or three times because I was like I have to get died to go. I didn't get to go to Avoca and actually Bazran but because I just had the kids and it wasn't the same mm. you know yeah. Um we wanted to go to Emerald Park, um ex Tato Park. Oh yeah. Um, just with Nash, but it was actually closed due to the rain. Oh, I was about to say the weather was crap, yeah. Yeah, and also a lot of things had actually closed kind of end of season. Um we were oh, thinking yeah, of, of course a thing called Pharmaphobia, which is like a Halloween outdoor maze scary thing again with Nash, but it was closed during the week because it only opened at the weekend and like oh. just you know That's kind of annoying I, coming up to Halloween. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense because like kids are all in school, you know, it's not like here. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. There's a school disco on next Monday in the YMCA, 6.30 to 9, teen disco, right? And I was like, you wouldn't really get that as much at home. It used to be Friday nights, you know? Yeah, It's yeah, probably yeah. more oh, of a yeah, mentality. Yeah. But it's probably more of a mentality like the adults are kind of going, we don't even want to go out on Friday night because we're going to be hanging on the Saturday. So they yeah, kind of right, translate yeah. that down. Whereas here it's like nobody will be drinking and we'll all be totally sober and driving home responsibly so the kids can go out any night they want to be home by nine i mean it makes sense and and is nash going i haven't even suggested to him yet so he hates going to these things oh but he'd have a nice time once he was there he'd have a great time i don't know if any of his friends are going so i'm going to inquire discreetly and then encourage him to go well beatrice welcome home i missed you a lot i found it back to me found it very taxing being without oh, you I'm 
Oh, you know what? I'll tell you that was, that is the hard thing I think about being an emigrant. Is that when you say welcome home, I always feel like you have, I have one foot in I know, Ireland yeah. still, even though Ireland doesn't necessarily have one foot in me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like I feel I never, I'm never fully at home here, even though it is home. And like, actually only recently I looked around my house and I went, this feels mo- most like my home. It has most of the feeling that I kind of associate with home than anywhere else I've ever lived. But still there's this connection that will never be truly yeah. severed. So you're never fully at home again, I think, once you leave your country of birth. No, it's hard, isn't it? It is hard, but listen, hate to break it to you, but you chose this. Well, <laughs> I I ordered you a soothing home surprise that'll make you feel at home, that'll arrive next week or in the next few days. What is it? It'll, it's a surprise. On the Patreon, an episode that just went up between myself and Brandon while Beatrice was away. Uh, people sent in their questions for him, so we did an Ask a Man episode and he answered them all very unsatisfactorily, but that's on the Patreon. And coming up, Beatrice and I will be discussing our October book club pick, Business or Pleasure by Rachel Lynn Solomon, which I finished today and about which I have a lot of thoughts. Okay, I can't wait for that one, actually. It's going to be great, but I have to read it, like at least flick through it so I remember what well, happened. I think I have I it, it, so I'm going to have to drop it over to you. When I read it three weeks ago. Well, that's fine because I found more presents for you. Oh, great. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. Email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com or get us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. I'll tell you what else has changed in the six years, maybe. Dunn's is has got some stunning homewares. Now they were getting good, but like spectacular. Spectacular and wonderful shiny shoes for kids. Oh yeah, you did get me a great pair of shiny little like faux Doc Martens from Dunn's. Yeah, so cute. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.